1069. We're online at WRQK.com. If you missed anything from yesterday, you should podcast it right there. Because uh, honestly, I walked out of here yesterday feeling pretty damn good about the program yesterday. That's surprising considering that like vast majority of the show is talking about Lou Graham stuffing out your mom. I'm yeah. surprised. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, and I'm also in charge of like the best of, and I pulled both those segments and ran them both this morning. I was like, yeah, just scrape me over my own misery some more. <laughs> Like, here's the thing. Have not touched base with anybody in Vegas about said conversation. Well, I'm sure not. You're probably disowned now. Be interesting. I am, uh, I'm flying there on the 22nd to experience Christmas. And I say <laughs> to experience Christmas with my family, because unless you know my family, you don't know, it will be an experience. Well, you got to meet your new stepdad. I, uh, I understand. No. That's what's got to happen. No, right? no. Dude, I swear to God, if losing <laughs> his, like, robe and slippers, and he's got, you know... A little Irish coffee, and it's like my mom's making scrambled eggs Christmas morning. And I just, you know, I, I open it up, and he's framed like 10 foreigner backstage passes for me as like my present. Oh, miserable. Miserable. Um, I did find in a very interesting video that I've just posted at WRQK.com that I think a lot of you are, are, are going to want to see. Okay. As today is... Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day is how, is how they're listing it. 76 oh, years ago. December 7th. It is Pearl yeah. Harbor Day. Dece- uh, Jeez, 70, I didn't even think of that. 76 years ago. And I found this video on YouTube. It is a compilation of the original radio broadcasts announcing to the nation what's happened. And it hit me. And I actually posted it on Facebook. And I said, before Twitter moments, there was the radio. And it kind of hit me like what yeah. an integral part of people's lives the radio was and has been and still is to this day. It's crazy. I, uh, I've i not listened to those, but I'm sure it's very, you know. It's a little eerie almost. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure it is. And I'm sure it feels like a an, an era long forgotten. I'm sure they have that like transit, transatlantic accent to it where it's that, that old timey radio voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure that's very interesting to listen to. But yeah, I, I'll uh, check that out for sure. Yeah, I, I watched it a little bit before the show started and I was like, okay, like we want to make mention. Right. You don't want to ignore this. And I was like, you know, what's a way to be respectful of this? And I thought, oh, I could show you the origins of how this industry became such a big part of your life. It's it's I'm sure interesting, too, that radio at that point was probably well, And you know, it is just based on the war of the worlds. Radio was 100 percent believed at that point. There was no like fake news. It's the media outlet and blah, 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 blah. No, the idea that somebody would fool you on purpose. Right. Was was still yet to come. You know what I mean? I don't believe that that was outside of like a criminal, but nobody thought that that was going to happen right. over the airwaves. Right. You know, that's a good point. That is, you know, I, and some would say, you know, well, that pretty much just shows you the slipping of the standards that's happened in 76 years. Well, but, but I mean, more of the world's happened. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's like, it's no. I mean, people, and, and, and to say that, like, to say that, if anything, it was easier to lie to you back then. I mean, I've always made that know, point. I've always made that point where people are like, well, the news lies to me. I'm like, guys, when, when there's watchdogs and internet and all this stuff now where you can expose it all so fast, you mean to tell me that Cronkite wasn't sitting in there lying to you when he could? Right. When he could get away with it, I'm sure he was. There's no way for you to check it. No, yeah, I mean, I don't have examples of it, but I'm just, I'm a reasonable person. I'm like, eh, I know news directors and I know TV and I know moving products around. And like, I, yeah, at some point when they could keep things, well, look at that, you know, look at that movie, like 21, yeah. you know, about that game show or whatever. It's, a, it, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, dude, you know, they were faking this stuff forever. But I, uh, I heard those broadcasts and it did. It was like, man, like this. And sure enough, they're like, 
they do put some like pictures and a little bit of video that go along with it, and you just see families just like huddled around like the old like tall cabinet radios. Like my dad, my mom still has the one my dad grew up with, and it's like one of those things. And it's like you know they're all huddled around it, and it just made me this like this is from where I hail. Yeah, that uh, that's that that's a very interesting uh, find that you had there. Yeah, I, uh, it was pretty I interesting. To- and I mean, I did. I totally forgot today was Pearl Harbor Day, but it is. So uh, I will admit, I did too. Hat to you, Stansberry. I came in this morning. No, I did. No, 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 I can't take credit on that. I came in. I started opening up the internet. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. I'll be honest with you, when I woke up today, I thought it was the 8th. <laughs> so, like, I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't even really know the date. I, uh, I unfortunately spent a little too much of my afternoon yesterday, Fantone. Um, I don't want to call it battling, but it was definitely commenting back and forth with some, with some members that, you know, of the audience via Twitter about one of the subjects that we were talking about on the program yesterday, which is this Star Wars Battlefront 2 video game. Jeez, dude. Okay, I was like, all right, well, obviously something went off with no, the Lou president, Graham, no, 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 or no, maybe no. Lou Graham, no. or maybe there was something, you know, that, you know, no, maybe uh, we talked about abortion or gun no, rights or something no. like that. Dude, it no. wasn't Jerusalem, it wasn't tips, it wasn't none of that. It, it was Star Wars Battlefront 2. And people <laughs> had me wrong yesterday, because the, the game started out where you bought the game and then you could buy things to unlock inside of it. And I agree that microtransactions inside of video games is a bad system. But having to work at the game to unlock things, I think, is totally fair. And I've said the game's harder than other video games I have to unlock things. And I would agree that maybe maybe, maybe they overdid it there with the difficulty. But ultimately, I feel like it gives me more game for my money and this and that. And people were just hitting me up and using, like, some of the terms are crazy. Like, Stansbury, as a fellow gamer... I'm very disappointed in your outlook in this. Jeez. Look, like, first of all, dude, it's a video game, so like, let's let, let's pull ourselves together. And let's stop act, acting like there's some brotherhood of video gamers where it's like you guys like sit around and have like secret meetings. Or do you guys? Maybe I don't know. Well, Maybe I, 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 on the internet, they probably do. Okay. And I think I cracked the code. All right. And here's what it is. I think this is a generational error thing. And I think what you're seeing is, I think you're seeing the Netflix effect take hold in the video game world. Meaning, if you have the content, people just want to give you the money and just give me the content. Don't make, don't stagger content. Staggering content's no longer the way to do it. It's, you stri- give me everything. Let me binge watch. And my generation's actually partially to blame. Because when I sit back and think about it, when I was growing up watching television shows once a week, I would sit in my house and think, I know you filmed it all. It's all there. Why aren't we running this five days in a row? I get to see everything and I'm done. It was, of course, so they could make money throughout the whole year. But we, we begged for this. And now this is what's happening. So now when you give people content and then they have to do something else to, to get the rest of it, you stagger it. They don't know what to do. They don't enjoy it. Where for me, if, if I pay you the 65 bucks for the game and everything's unlocked the day I get it, the, playing the game isn't enough. It's not fun enough. There, I like the fact that they put challenges in there to where to, before I can get to the use stuff. And it's just showing you the difference in that. And honestly, this is the Netflix effect taking hold. And that's where I stopped the argument yesterday. I was like, when I, when I hit it, I was like, no, nah, I got the point. And I was like, I, I'm done typing. I'll, I'll address it the way I should address it, which is in here. If they want to make you beat a level to get a character, so be it. Now, if they want to make you, if they want to make you pay money, so be it. Nah, dude. I don't like the pay. Do the pay money thing, the microtransaction thing in video games. It's awful. It's one of the worst things that's happened in video games. But having to unlock things and making the argument to me that video games are too hard, like I gotta tell you, I never thought I'd live long enough to see grown men. Are and dude, never mind the fact that guys, they still make fun of us for being grown men and playing them. 
Now you're the grown men that are, are complaining about how hard they are? Like, I, I just... And that's what's happening, is you can no longer stagger content for people. Don't make me wait. If you have it, just give me all of it. And for me, I gotta be honest with you, I would already be bored with the game. I would already be done with it. But it was just, that was nonstop yesterday. Just nonstop. So I found a story that is in the funeral business. And I was suspicious, so I reached out to one of our listeners, Mallory. We call her Mallory the Mortician. And she's taking issue with a story that I found at abcnews.com and says, ah, I don't know if, I believe, I, if she buys this one. So we'll run you through that story next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at wrqk.com. And uh, I was urged by a listener to look something up. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know anything about this. But she claims that Mercury is in retrograde. And if I look that up, it will explain why things have been so like messed up recently. And you're rolling your eyes. Oh, I wish I could have rolled. I wish I could have audio like rolled my eyes there so people could have heard it. So if I'm reading this right... What this is, is there are certain times where Mercury passes by the planet. Okay. And when in retrograde, it... They say three or four times a year, Mercury passes the Earth in its orbit. As it rounds the bend, it slows down and appears to stop and then spin backward. Okay. They say it's not moving backward, but much like two trains or cars passing one another, this creates the optical illusion that... One, this would be Mercury in this case, is going backwards. In astrology, I continue, Mercury, I don't know why, Mercury really rules communication, travel, and technology. So all of these areas can go haywire for about three weeks. To top it off, they say here, Mercury retrograde also has what's called a shadow period. So you may feel retro shade. Oh, retro shade now. A couple of weeks before and after it actually happens. Isn't this like when they tell me my girlfriend's going to be like in a bad mood because while well, she's on her period and the two weeks before, before after, and the week yep, after? Yep. So pretty much my girlfriend's in a bad mood all month? Exactly, dude. What we're talking about here is, well, it's four weeks of retrograde and the, and the retro shade. So we're talking four times a year for six weeks. You're blaming the stars for your faults in life. And you're that's exactly what you're doing. Oh, dude, that's expensive. Explains why my I got fired. No, it doesn't. It explains the reason you got fired is because no, you're terrible show at your job. Do that, yeah. Terrible at your job. That's what. That's the reason you got fired. It's not because it's up. Oh, my boyfriend left me because Mercury's in retrograde. Nope, you're a terrible girlfriend, and that's exactly wow. what it is right there. Wow, God, dude. The people who buy into astrology, and I guess I mean you can make this about a lot of belief systems, but Religion. people, but people who buy into astrology, it just boggles my mind, dude. Here's the thing: like I, I, I always used to be one of these people that wanted to knock it. Right? Like, I wanted to be the person who had to, like, show you that you were wrong and how stupid it was and this and that. But much like religion, and I think they're very, very different, but I, but there are some similarities between the two, right? And But I, I like it because I, I, there is something where I think that kind of stuff keeps regular people in line. 
Like, I think without a belief system, honestly, dude, I think we're seeing it in other cases where, dude, human beings are capable of some awful stuff. So if you take the Jesus is going to send me to hell thing out and you take this kind of stuff out and this belief that one day things will be better if you just do this and this and this and this, I think it keeps people in line and it ends with less crime. At least there's morality in in most religions where it's like you have some sort of incentive to not be a terrible person. But, dude, that's not the case in astrology. It's not like astrology is balanced out by karma or anything like that. All it is is people... People looking to excuse away their shortcomings, and here's why I am who I am, and why I don't have to change. Because oh, I'm a Capricorn, and this because is, it's predestined. Because this is yeah, this is what I, I know. Like this that. is who I am. This is what I'm supposed to be. This is it, dude, and that's exactly what it is. You don't want to change. You don't want to improve yourself. You yeah, don't, don't want like to do that. anything like that. And like, and you're right. At least with religion, there is a level of like, well, it introduces in morality. Now you can make Stay the argument. Up. Now you can make the argument of like, well, how many people and how many how many terrible things have happened in the name of religion versus that's how true many things too. have been prevented by. But, but I'm. Saying, like, but astrology doesn't even get that. Those things, but see, the thing about that is, is like a lot of that stuff is like, you know, nations where I'm talking about the guy who lives next to me. Like, I get that that, that religion has done some things between nations and you get into some, some serious scrapes over that kind of stuff. I totally get that. And that is an issue. I'm saying like the guy who lives on my block, I think that dude can stay in check sometimes because of that Catholic guilt is in him. Like, dude, God's going to send you to hell if you're, dude, if you're awful. And I think sometimes there are people out there where it keeps you on the right side. So that's why ultimately I'm like, ah, dude, if that's what keeps the peace, then, then, then honestly, then go with God. I don't get it. It's not for me, but if it's for you and it keeps us safe, cool. There's no harm in believing astrology. No. I don't care. I mean, like, dude, you can check your horoscope <sighs> every day and talk about your signs and talk about this and that, but whatever. It's, I mean, it's still like, here's what we talking about. Here's what I found about astrology in my own life is that normally it's a girl that makes you read them and it's only through times of my life where things were not good, where I was out of work or where when I was in a major struggle where you would read it and go, oh my God, that's kind of true because you need something to make you feel better about a situation and where you are. I find that when things are good, when I'm doing, when I'm, when I'm loving my job and I'm in a good relationship and all that stuff, I find like all that stuff to be like, oh, this stuff's annoying, right? Because you're not looking to pl- pass accountability on, right? You're not looking to pass the accountability of your life on because you're like, my life's going good, therefore it's all me. When your life's going bad, you're like, oh, dude, it's the stars. That's what it is. I've seen this new thing on social media too, where people will share like a picture and it'll be like. You know, um, you know, uh, never piss this person off. And then they list off like seven astrology signs. And it's like you're listing seven astrology signs. That covers us all. Right. There's 12 of them. So what are you saying? Most people here? Is that is that your point that you're trying to make is most people? Yeah. Because you could say that without listing Capricorn, Taurus, blah, blah, blah. It's blah, always blah. like so this, stupid. like Gemini's this kind of drunk and this person's right, this kind of right, thing. It's like, right. dude, you don't know that. So, so everybody born two weeks before you and three weeks after you, you guys are all the same goddamn person. That's 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 I, the take there. Yeah, astrology is it is. It's hard for me to wrap my head around people because bo- people, it seems so crazy. People born on January first and January third. I was born on January second. I hold no I hold no similarities there. There's no like oh oh yeah we're kinsmen we're brothers we're uh, dude no that's not that's not even close to accurate dude not not so, even close. So you buy in not at all to. You were born in this part of the year. This person's born in that part of the year, and their compatibility in a relationship. No, not at all. I, I, do, I don't even know what my girlfriend's sign is. I wish I didn't know what my sign was. What I is? Wish, I wish I didn't. I'm a Capricorn. Okay. All right. I don't know what those are. I don't, I don't know, what, know what those are either. Know Nobody does because it's just but, a made up thing. All right. Yeah, I agree. And I've always said about astrology writers that all they are, in, in my opinion, and I would be suspicious that I'm right here, that they are failed fiction writers who have now moved into this. 
And selling people things that they want to believe about themselves is easy. It's really easy. Selling people the idea that, that their issues are not their issues and it's predetermined and there's nothing they can do to fix who they are as a person, that's the easiest sell ever. Because that's what most people want is just to be able to be like, oh, I, don't have to, I don't have to work hard at it. Right? And so like, I'm suspicious that that's true. However, I'm a Gemini. And it is weird how broad-stroked it is, and I will admit that they keep it very broad, so it's pretty easy, but I feel like I kind of do fit some of the characteristics that are listed in those things a lot. Here's the thing, though, is if you listed off all those things, I'd probably be like, you know what? That kind of applies to me, too. Because, of course, sometimes you feel like you're a Sad. conflicted sometimes person. You like it, right. right. Sometimes you feel like, sometimes you feel very motivated. Sometimes you, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm human. alive. Right. I mean, sometimes I do those things. I know. I, I, that's, that's, like I said, it's only in times of despair have I ever found myself reading a horoscope and felt like, oh, well, maybe oh, that's right. true. All like, right. you know, good fortune's coming your way. Well, yeah, when I'm unemployed, I want to believe that the next program director is going to call me and offer me a job. Like, of course I buy it then. Like, and like I said, it's always a woman. It's always like a goddamn girlfriend where it's like, nah, look, you got to start reading this. And you should read my horoscope every day because if you did, it shows me you care about me. It's always that stuff where I'm like, why am I reading this gibberish? Why am I doing this? Ridiculous. And, and what what was she saying that was going so wrong? I mean, what was she the the problem that, that you had problems with Star Wars video games? We can blame that on the retrograde. Well, of Mercury? I think I think her point ultimately is that there are you know there there are issues in the world. It right happens now. four times a year. Well, not only that, but haven't there always been issues in the world? Well, what's it, the, the, the mean, world four, four times a year? The world sh- goes through metro- retrograde. Literally in every decade of my life. This country has been in a pretty serious conflict with somebody else. Like they talk about peacetime all, all a lot. All that means is that it's not actually like the, in like the mouth of war at the moment. But well, we've been in conflicts with people since I've been alive, since well right. before I've been alive. Right, right. Yeah, my entire life. I mean, I, maybe so, you can point to like three years in there where it's like, oh yeah, well they weren't ex- you know in an active so war. Maybe it's not Mercury. Maybe it's just the fact that there are a lot uh, of people on the planet and everybody wants to run it their way, and so that time you you butt up against ideas. And then force gets involved. I think that's more likely than Mercury passing retrograde. by the planet and stopping to retrograde. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't understand about. it well enough. And I'll, I, I, no, I don't even want to leave room that, that yeah, that's what it is. No, I don't, don't want to do it. Dude, don't. Because, it, it, yeah, you don't understand it because it's not fact, because it's not science. Because at that point, there's really nothing to understand. You're yeah, just I think believing that might be something. It. That's not, of course, you don't understand it. it. Yeah, again, go, and I don't want to link the two too much. But again, going back to religion, that that the whole thing's based on you don't have to understand it. You just faith. That's you just faith believe is. it. You don't have to understand it. You don't have the mental capacity Jeez. to understand it. That's their thing, and which is what has always made me suspicious about it. It's like that's been my only thing where it's like, well, what do you mean I don't get to see it all? Show me the no, I want to see the wizard. Pull the curtain back. Show me how it works. Show me the trains, the gears, the motion. I need to see it. Like I, I have a, pro- I do have a problem with with faith and belief. Like I, I like more like I can touch, see, and feel, and do all that. We have another one of these subjects coming up on the program a little later, nine o'clock. Awesome, because the flat Earth people, oh boy, are full on back. I mean, oh the flat boy. Earthers are. I mean, dude, that's gaining major steam in this country. Good. And so, like, uh, we're gonna address Good. that. That'll be nine o'clock. But more Stansberry show is right around the corner. You guys, hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock one oh. 1069 Rock 1069 Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We have four in our tickets. We'll pass those out 730. 
they're playing Blossom, bringing Whitesnake too. Bringing Sansbury's mom as well. The rumor has it. Yeah, dude, Lou Graham's not even oh, part of that. Oh, is not a part of Florida. Yeah, 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 we found that out. He's not. Uh, he's, he's, he's not part of that. So like, no, he's just gonna apparently be in Vegas, just railing my mom out. That was uh, that was an uncomfortable conversation yesterday. If you missed it, it's available for podcast at wrqk.com. So is uh, a video I found of a compilation of original radio broadcasts about Pearl Harbor, basically announcing to the country what had happened 76 years ago, uh, as that was December 7th, 1941 there. And we found that video, and I thought it was really interesting when I was listening to it. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit because I'm in the radio business, and I kinda, it, it kind of hit home for me. It was like, man, look how... It, Look at what a big part of people's lives this oh, yeah. industry was and is and will continue to be. Um, as anything is easy and free, people will take it and consume it. And yeah. you know what that's you know what the radio does better than anybody else is you know accessible and free. And so, I don't know, man. Maybe it was that. Maybe it's like you know I felt connected to it in that way. Um, but it, 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 I don't know. It was a very interesting listen, almost eerie in parts of it, obviously because of the subject matter uh, that was Pearl Harbor. You know, you look back on a historic event like that, and uh, you know, you look at radio and the impact it had. It's interesting to think like what would happen if something, if if Twitter existed in Pearl Harbor days. You know what I'm saying? If social media existed during the Emancipation Proclamation, things like that, where it's like, just dude, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like. Who knows? Would there be Pearl Harbor truthers? Would people be out there like, oh, yes. it never happened. Never happened. Dude, like, how awesome would it be to be like, see selfies from the tea party? Right, you know what I mean? right, right. <laughs> just, dude, dude just like crowding in there. Yeah, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I'm so, I can't believe nobody does that. Well, somebody probably does on the internet where they go back and take like historical pictures like that and to turn them into like today. Sure, like, and like, I'm, I'm sure people do that, but uh, you know, I, I've never seen it, but that, you know, that would be pretty interesting there. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> to answer your your question, though, I think if we had the you know mass communication between regular people right. um, throughout history, yes, there would have been truthers on all this Jeez. stuff that that we hold Jeez. you know to, to you know to be evident. I, I do. I um I I think that that would happen for sure. Another thing that's going on right now, and we haven't really uh, touched on it much on the program, is these fires in California. Man, like. Dude, it is brutal. Like I just read this morning now they shut you know the 101 down in both directions between like four counties. Like if you don't know the 101's like the freeway. Like it's well one of them. It's California. Welcome yeah. to it. It's like you got the 10, the 30, the 101. But the 101's like the one even the people who've never been to California know it's in about. Songs, it's in, right, right. It's Americana. It it's is. it's like one of those things. And um I remember the first time I drove down the 101 and I was like, "Oh my god, this is cool." But like those fires are crazy, and you don't even think that that stuff can happen until and, and well, a you see it, or you know, b maybe you've been unlucky enough to live by it. Now I dealt with this in Oregon a little bit. Um, it never got that close to my house, but it happens all the time. There's a matter of fact, it, hurly, it happened earlier this summer where half of Portland burned down. And I remember it happened once, and they were like, "Well, come on, we're gonna go see it." And I was like, "What?" And they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna get in the trucks. We're well, we're gonna get in the rigs, and we're gonna head up there, and we're gonna take you to the front of this fire." And I was like. What? And they're like, yeah, dude, if you live here long enough, you realize when you're in danger and when you're not. Okay. And so sure enough, we drive up there, we get out, and the pavement underneath my feet was so hot, and we weren't even that close to it. And I, I think people misunderstand like how fast fire can destroy everything in its path. Oh, the amount of damage that it's doing oh, right now. Rocking in, that area. I mean, you just got to think, like, in the, like, I don't want to say the inconvenience, but like the... 
the the logistic nightmares that it opens oh. up where it's like, dude, you're right. You shut down the 101. Where are all those people supposed to go? How are they supposed to get out evacuate. of that? Right. How are they supposed to evacuate? Because it's, they shut it down both directions. So, I mean, I, and, and, you know, you start getting into like... It gets hot enough, the asphalt starts melting, your tires start melting, things like that. Like, what the hell are you supposed to do? I remember when they took me and we were watching it. And I got out of the car, and it was, like, weird because, like, it starts and there's this place where just fire is, and then, like, a couple of feet in front of it, it's not. And I remember I just stood there, and it was one of those moments in my life where I realized I was looking at something that fits the actual definition of the word awesome. You know, like, when your kid makes a goal at soccer, like, that was awesome. No, like, watching mass destruction is the definition of that word. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this, it's, it's crazy how destructive and beautiful this is all at the same time. Like, is destroying things in its path. Like, just ripping it to shreds. And yet, on some level, it's beautiful. It was so crazy. Man, I feel bad for people who are living up there. I mean, dude, I mean, dude, it's starting. I mean, dude, they're like, dude, it's going to make its way to the ocean. They're like, dude, it's, it's burning through the whole state. Yeah, and I mean, you can only imagine the amount of money and the amount of, like, lives disrupted by this. Ugh. Dude, it's absolutely terrible. It's Thank God we don't have to deal with this. Yeah, no. I'll I take mean, winter. I will. Versus that, I mean, here's the thing. The only thing is, is that winter happens every year, right? This doesn't happen in California every year. Doesn't Not, it seem like it is at this point? Uh, it's. I wonder because it, I wonder if this is one of those things where we just have more news outlets now. So do we hear about them now, or was it always the, like this? Because, like I said, in Oregon, they were kind of like, yeah, this kind of happens. And in a lot of areas where it's not real, you know, heavily populated, they just let it go because you kind of have to. But I remember that was the first time I ever saw like streets on fire where I was like wow this is nuts like I said it was like one of those things that stopped you dead in your tracks you couldn't move because it was like look at the and beauty is I know it sounds insensitive but that was really the word where it was like man look at that couldn't take your eyes off of it feel bad for everybody in that area because again they're not watching it on Instagram and CNN like I am they're living it it's their backyard scary Social media is claiming another victim. This time, a Cleveland police officer. We'll let you know how he got himself in trouble. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. I'm Rock 106.9. 7.30. We'll uh, pass out these foreigner tickets. They're playing with White Snake and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin. That'll be at Blossom in July. I believe they go on sale Friday morning, 10 a.m., but we'll get choked up a little early, beat the box office there. I have made the claim, I think, multiple times on the program that if your job does not require you to be on social media, that what I suggest that you do is either A, get off of it completely, or start to severely edit and limit what you are Putting out publicly. I think even things that you think are no big deal at all, I think eventually the climate is going to get to the point where we're going to turn the tables on people for every little thing they do. And if I were you, I would stop putting out more evidence against yourself right now. That just would be my would be my take. And a lot of times I got to think about this because social media is such a big part of my job, which, by the way, at Stansbury Show on Twitter, Stansbury Show on Facebook, Dan.Stansbury on Instagram. You follow Fantone on Twitter at Fantone. It's a big part of our lives. 
ultimately, I think if you ask both of us, and we don't have to worry about how our answers are perceived, I think both of us would tell you we would wish that it wasn't that way so much. But it is. But I think a lot of people just have jobs where it's, that's not necessarily true. And I think all you're doing is arming the other side with information against you, you know, that can be used against you at some point. Now, that may be a little tinfoil hat, right? That may be a little, like, get off my lawn. Yeah, but, I mean, the greater point exists there. I mean, like, yes, if you take things to an extreme, it's like, well, you know, uh, then, then yes, it feels tinfoil hatty. But to say, like, being smart about what you post on social media, I think everybody needs a lesson in that. And, and, and let's not act like that's just a problem with, like, young kids or with, like, millennials no, or anything like that. This is across the board right here. And, uh, I, 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 I mean, you just have to look at how many examples over the past three years that just this show has existed of how many times we've talked about, like, oh, well, this idiot did this and blah, 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 blah. And then this person saying, well, what about First Amendment rights? And that doesn't apply when you're an idiot on social media and your boss fires you. So, like, it's just it, 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 I don't know how many examples you need to think that like okay this is something I need to apply to my life. Social media has claimed more than enough victims. You know what I mean? We've seen it. It's happened a million times. And now the new one, locally, as a Cleveland police officer is now under internal investigation for a video that's spreading wide on social media. Not that somebody recorded him doing and put up and was like, oh my god, can you believe cops do this? This is, he filmed it, and he put it on his social media platforms. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> like, honestly, that makes it a little bit stupider here. He's in the cruiser. So he's on duty. He's on duty, and okay. I'm being told that he patrols the northeast side of Cleveland. Okay. And he's got, like, one of those, it's cold outside, like, so he's got the front frontal mask on. Okay. Right? Those look pretty sweet. So you can't see his whole face. A lot of times you'll see bikers wear those things yeah. when they're riding down the road. Yeah. Same kind of thing there, right? So he's got one of those. And he's in the cruiser, he's driving down the street, and he's listening to a song. <laughs> and honestly, it's from a kid out of Maslin. His name's Stolly. And uh, he was signed to Maybach Music, which is Rick Ross's thing there. So that, that kid is actually like on his way to making it a little bit. But this police officer is listening to one of his songs. I believe it's Always Into Something is Correct. the name of the song. Correct. And there's a line in it where they say, where he says, F the police in it. Yeah. And so the cop, if you watch the video, makes the gesture of the middle finger and they like kind of they edit it out. So it's like one of the reasons why I didn't like rush to post it for you. It's like you, you know what he did. Right. And they blur it out and he's singing along with it. And so now he's under internal investigation for it. And I don't know where I land on this. Because you know, they asked people on the street, and a woman said, you know, I think it's shocking. And another one said, I always thought there was brotherhood or sisterhood in police forces. But when you sing along with something like that, I don't think that's the case. And I don't know if this proves that there's no brotherhood in police forces. I think that's going way too far. I think we've seen enough evidence on the other side that they'll kind of get down with their own there a little bit. But a sergeant with the, you know, with the department says they're going to be taking a look at it. And we do take that stuff very seriously. So if there's any po- uh, policy violations, there could be discipline involved. So the I-team over at Fox 8 there found the rules of what officers can put online. And the policy goes all the way back to 2011. And it says officers shall not post anything that would diminish the esteem of police. 
Makes sense. And Cleveland officers cannot post anything with obscene or sexually explicit language. Yeah, that's, I Makes mean, sense. if, yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, well, that's a little unfair. But ultimately, knowing what their, knowing what their job is, you had to expect that of what, the, of what societal standards are for police officers. Once you become employed somewhere, you start giving up rights, dude. You do. Like, that's the truth of it. And that's what I always say. You didn't set that alarm clock because of how free you are. You're not. That's just the truth of it. And, and once you sign that piece of paper that says, yes, I, at will employment, will be a, a an employee of the Cleveland Police Department, and I agree to these terms and conditions. You'd lose all you're right. You'd I mean, lose all other parts of the It's argument. in black and white right there. So Steve Loomis, the president of the association, said this video is being uh, the video being shown is very disappointing on its face. We are hopeful that there is a reasonable explanation forthcoming. I don't know what that would be. This is uh, this apparent behavior is not keeping with the finest tradition in history of our organization or the men and women and who work heroically for our citizens on a daily basis. Uh, okay, th- it needed to be strongly worded. That feels a little too strongly worded. This is one of those things in life that I find personally to be stupid, not immoral. Stupid, foolish, not criminal. Um, No, not criminal. He's going to face not a, some work work issues for n- Not immoral, and I can't argue if he gets fired for this. I mean, like, I'm not saying the guy needs to go to jail or anything like that, but you have to think, this isn't a video of, like, him listening to this song in his own free time that was like recorded without him knowing it like he knowingly put that song on he knowingly recorded the video and then he knowingly posted that video those that that's that's the problem it's not the fact that you were listening to the song or you threw the middle finger up because let's be real i mean how many cops enjoy shows where like television shows or movies where it's like this show oh, oh i don't know i'm saying like 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 where officers are being killed you know what i mean like 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 a gang show like um or or, or a good crime or, movie. Or, right, or... Uh, the town. Gang- I mean, they shot 100 cops in that movie. Right, th- exactly. Like, there's a million examples of, of that where yeah. it's, you know, well, of course you're it's allowed fiction. to watch Sons of Anarchy. Right. Of course you're allowed to listen to NWA, but once you decide to to play that song, post that, post that reaction to it, that's the problem. It's not him listening to it or rapping along to it. It's the fact that you decided to put it out there in a public fashion. Well, I mean, for, for, my, for me and why that's an issue is that Decision making is a huge part of what I want a police officer to be able to do. And you didn't know that this was going to be the reaction of this. That's why it's alarming to me. Whereas, like, dude, these are guys that I'm always trying to defend saying, well, they got to make fast decisions in the moment. We always judge them too harshly. And decision making, I'm always leaning on the decision making. And if that's the case, then I have to examine the decision making that went into you willingly. Again, it's not like your partner posted it and thought it would be funny or like your wife posted it. And now people are making too big of a deal. This was you in the crew. First of all, using a piece of technology to record yourself as you're driving down the road. Like, first of all, dude, you're going to write tickets for that. So, I mean, there's there's an issue there, too. And there's, you know, it just the decision making is like, dude, you had to know that this was not a good thing to do. Now this doesn't make that dude a dirty cop. No, this doesn't make like that lady said, all. like, oh, well, the brotherhood doesn't exist. Yeah, or this guy's people not a part want to go it. way too far. Right. I mean, that doesn't mean any of those things. And you're right, it's not an immoral thing or a criminal thing, but it's it isn't. But it is an employment thing. And I, I, I mean, do I want this guy to lose his job? No. But can I argue it if he does? No. I mean, like, dude, you made a terrible decision at the workplace, and your boss decided to fire you. I am, you know, they're saying the way that's worded that, you know, even if he wasn't in his cruiser on duty, he would still be facing the same consequences. And I believe he would. I think what they're going to say say to you as a police officer, I'm purely guessing. It's not like I've been at roll call in the morning. 
But what I'm guessing now is the big thing in police departments is there's a lot of negative press on how police departments across this country have been handling situations, all kinds of situations. So you will not give anybody any reason to give us headlines we don't want. If you work at Subway Sandwiches... And off the clock, you put up on your Facebook page. Jimmy John's is better. Jimmy John's is better you're at Subway. Lose, right. You're, you're going to lose matter. your job. And nobody's going to argue for you. Nobody's going to be like, oh, we got to stand up for this person. Like, no. I would not fire this cop. I would suspend this cop. And honestly, I would even, and I would suspend him with pay. I wouldn't even take his money. But I would say, look, dude, we got to throw you to the wolves a little bit here. And you got to know that. And the American attention span is about 20 seconds. So you're going to go away for a month, and when nobody's thinking about it anymore, we'll bring you back. We're still going to pay you. I would suspend him. But I think firing a police officer because of what the job entails and how hard it is to find qualified guys to do it, if this is the infraction, it's a suspension, not a firing. The investment it takes and the money it takes to take a guy from a cadet or woman, sorry, from cadet to experienced officer, that's a lot of time and money that we have to invest into that. And if we already haven't invested into this individual for this infraction, I would go with suspension, not firing. We have 400 tickets up for grabs. That's next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. 106.9. Show Rock 1069. We have four in our tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1 800 243 7625. The number you'll need on those. You're also, uh, also going to check out White Snake and Jason Bonham. Buds up on part of that show. July Blossom. We'll get you in. <clears throat> Before the break, we were talking about this Cleveland police officer who got himself in trouble. He was like uh, in his cruiser. He was listening to a uh, a local rapper out of Maslin, Stolly, and his song, Always Into Something. Which has been in a lot of like NBA guys' Instagram videos and stuff like that. I mean, he's starting to get a little famous like that. And I guess there's a line where he says, F the police in it. And the cop kind of like wraps along with it, gives the middle finger out and yeah. like does that whole thing. And now, you know, there's an internal investigation looking into it. And, you know, I had a listener reach out and say, he's listening to the music on the job. It seems like that would distract from listening to the police radio or noises outside the car. This would seem like a violation of policy. So I looked into it. And... It's. It, I went to one of these like question and answer forum sites, and if I'm believing these guys who are saying that they're cops, it, that this seems to be like a department to department decision. Yeah, it's not necessarily a a a rule or and or law. Um, I mean those police radios and those cr- people were like, seriously, but it's like those police radios are pretty loud, and unless you're blaring the radio, you can probably hear it. And I. I, I yeah, I, I don't do that job. I'm I'm not going to be one of these guys that's like no music in the police cruiser. I feel like that's a little crazy. Ultimately, I will tell you that there's a little selfishness in this that a lot of cops, I know a lot of Canton cops listen. And so the last thing I want to be is like, no, take the radio away from those guys. It's my bread and butter. These guys who were stuck in the car, truckers, cabs, it, Uber, cops, like no way. Like, it, it, it's not, it, what do I want to say? It's not one of those things that it's like so blatantly obvious that like, well, no, you have to take it away from them. I don't, I don't see an issue with that at all. I really don't. Yeah, I really don't. Not for, you know, some of the other stuff we've seen go down in the world and some other things that people think that, that cops are doing wrong that you're like listening to the radio isn't for me. Now, I would suspend the guy. 
I wouldn't fire him. I, I, I said before the break that the investment into a police officer is a lot. Taking a person from a cadet to an experienced officer is a lot of money that we invest into that. And so if you have somebody who patrols the streets properly and they made a poor decision here in this, I don't think it's fireable. I think I, I suspend them and probably with pay. And you know, in a month when nobody cares anymore, I put the guy back out there. And until he shows me that he can't handle patrolling because of the decisions he's making during the job, you know what I mean? That that affect how he's policing, that's different. Whether or not his brothers in blue are offended because he, you know, rapped a song that had that lyric, that's a that's a personal thing. It doesn't necessarily affect the community. And so I, you know, that's where I will start to change my mind on whether or not we fire and this and that. But I I, I don't think it's fireable, if if you were to ask me my opinion. We um we do have an awesome video that's online at WRQK.com. It's a compilation of radio broadcasts about Pearl Harbor, about the uh about the attacks because it is the 76th. And again, I always say anniversary is not the right word for these things, but we, uh, this is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. It was December the 7th, 1941. And I found a, uh, you know, a video of uh, radio broadcast from that day and surrounding that week. And it's a very interesting listen. If you're interested in history, even a little bit. And I, you know, and I've said maybe, maybe I'm, you know, you know, getting far into this because of, you know, the radio connection and that might, you know, that may be true. But like, if you're even interested in history a little bit, it's a very, very interesting listen. That, that video, you can see that at WRQK.com. I, um, I do have an example here of how fake news happens. All right. As there was an ABC, and what I believe has happened here is somebody faked ABCnews.com really well. Okay. Like they faked a web page looking like ABCnews.com very well. And it's a story about how a guy working in a funeral home had been cremated by mistake. They say, according to the Macomb uh, County Medical Examiner, a 48-year-old decided to take a nap on a stretcher after working for 16 hours straight. They say he was sleeping. Another employee mistook him, you know, mistook him for a corpse of a 52-year-old car accident victim and carried him into the crematory. Um, they say they heard him scream for 15 seconds after it was activated. But then they went to go turn the heating units off, and it was too late. He had already died. So we have a listener here. The pro, uh, of the program. Her name's Mallory. She works locally here, and she does this is what she does for a living. So I sent her this. And I was like, I've, like, what's going on here? And she said, this is super fake news. She goes, this is not how we do it at all. First, they don't cremate the stretchers. She's like, so they're not just going like, to push right, that in push there. Push that in there. They're not pushing that in there. She says, it takes an hour and like, she says, it takes about an hour and a half before you reduce to a skeleton and the ashes are due to pulverizing, which is a separate process. She's like, not to mention that you can't scream at 1,600 degrees. You would burn your esophagus instantly without a sound. I would See, now again, I'm assuming those things are true, but would not have thought of it. And I, this is how I think fake news happens, is because you see this thing, it's mocked up, it's ABC, it looks real, for all intents and purposes, it looks real, and I think people read this stuff and go... Okay, well, it's ABC. It's got to be real. It looks like ABC. It is not ABC. It is not right. ABC okay. News. Right. Okay. It's, so that's what I'm saying. Is like, I think this is how, this is part of the reason how fake news has infiltrated our system. You know what I mean? I think it's also that you know, people look at talking heads on TV and assume that they're, they're journalists and they're not. They're just opinion people. It's a different thing. And companies, I got to be honest with you, broadcasting companies have done a good job of allowing people to think that to turn a dime. So everybody's like culpable in this thing here. But this is how it happens. It's because you see a website that looks exactly like abcnews.com and you just assume. But of course, that's why I was like, this doesn't ring right to me. Like something doesn't seem right. 
And so luckily for me, I have somebody who listens who's in this industry, which, by the way, I find the funeral industry to be very interesting. Well, I, I think part of the issue is here is that, like, sometimes you see stuff and, you know, maybe that little bit of a red flag gets thrown, but most people aren't going to do the homework. Most people are either going to just, like, you know, just read it and go with it or just, you know, not well, even not even embrace that red flag at all. So it just it, that that's the biggest part of the problem to me is that people don't look at stuff with a critical eye anymore. People don't look at stuff and think, you know, is this accurate? Is this factually correct? They just read it and go with it. And if they read it if, as, as opposed to like, well, I just read the headline. Therefore, I got the entire gist of the story. And it's like, dude, that's not even close to what the whole story. No, is. honestly, most. And this is this is true at real news operations. Somebody else writes the headline to the story. Most of the time, the journalist who wrote the story does not write the headline. It's a completely separate department at those places. And they know that. And, they, and so the, these companies know how headlines work. And so that's what they do. They get a more creative person to whip up the thing that's going to make you like not, well, click on it but not read it. Like They've mastered it. But this is how this happens. Because at first I read this and I was like, well, that's nuts. And then I thought about it and I was like, Dan... It's nuts for a reason. It's because this is not factually true. And luckily I had somebody that I could easily get to. And she was like, no, this is, the, you know, here's some very simple things on how this isn't true. But the average person, Fantel, my point is, is have no idea how cremating a person works. And so you read it and go, oh, okay. And you don't, sometimes you don't think about the stretcher. Like that's a very easy thing for an average person to have missed out on while reading, the, even if they did read it. You could miss that. And be like, oh, okay, well, I thought maybe, you know, at the very end, they didn't put the stretcher in. They just lifted him out. And so at that point, you would have maybe recognized it wasn't him. But she's like, no, there's absolutely no possible way that this is true. But this is exactly how fake news happens. Right there. That's how it happens. We have foreigner tickets. We'll take caller 25 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. And metal fans, once again, apparently feel really slighted. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You guys, Stansberry here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist, and they repair every make and every model. And they also have state-of-the-art paint technology. So no matter what type of accident you've been in, they can get your car back in pristine shape. Call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason for a no-cost estimate at 330 490 or find them online at NorthCantonCollision.com for more information. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Nine. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on 169 online at WRQK.com. Coming up at 930, we have, a, uh, we have some charge tickets we'll pass out. And Fantone, I actually want to talk to you about a little basketball right now if I could because I see people making a big deal online. About apparently LeBron James changed his shoes three times during the game. Was this last night? I, uh, I but it was like trending on Twitter. If that's what you're gonna hate LeBron over, I don't get I, it. You're gonna hate LeBron. Period. Well, like, why would that be something to hate somebody over? Um, I don't know what his reasoning was. I would assume maybe a part of it was like, yo, these shoes don't feel right on me right now. I want to change something up. All right, dude, these ones don't feel broken in. It's LeBron James. He has all the shoes in the world. He has his own shoes. The guy can change shoes as much as he freaking wants to, well, dude. Well, to me, that's what it was. It was like, hey, look at all these different versions. Make sure you you know remember I have these. Remember I have these. And the, if he wears them in a game, aren't they all the more popular? Um, no, I guess the argument you could make against that is it's like, well, dude, you're in the middle of a game. 
saying you shouldn't be worried about selling shoes yeah, in but the come moment. On, but come I mean, on. but I, I no, I think there's there's validity to that. But if I I don't necessarily think that's what he was doing. I don't think that was like the game plan of like, all right, well, I'm gonna go out there and promote my shoes as much as I can because he would do that every game. Then I think last night it was probably like, dude, man, this doesn't feel right on my ankle. I didn't break these in enough. You know what, dude? Give me that. Give me that other pair I've got back there. No, no, not that pair. I need the other pair back. It just. I was like, this is a sports controversy. Like shoes? And no matter what LeBron does, dude. You know what I'm saying? No matter what LeBron does, it's a controversy. There's TMZ. It's making it all happen. That's true. Speaking of basketball, well, number one, 13 in a row last night, tying a franchise record for That's the huge. Cleveland Cavaliers. That is huge. Kyle Korver just absolutely going insane. What a guy that is. Uh, also want to invite everybody out. Yes, there is a charge game tomorrow night. Yes, there is a charge game on the 13th. But the one I really want to invite you out to is the 15th. It is Cavs night in Canton. Wow. Um, it's going to be absolutely awesome. Stream team's going to be there. Uh, I know the mascots will be there. The Cavaliers girls will be there. And uh, Cavaliers legends as well. I do not know who they are, and I can't guarantee this, but I've got some uh, some murmurings happening of uh, hopefully we will have a Canton Char- or not a Canton Charge a Cleveland Cavaliers legend on the Sansbury show sometime next week to, uh, to get that, that right? done. So fingers crossed. Tickets available CantonCharge.com. You get yourself a kick-ass uh, uh, retro Cavs t-shirt too. So I will see you guys there on the 15th. I mean, if those guys are willing two. to take in a high school game in Garfield. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, what I'm saying <laughs> is I know that Cavaliers legends will be on hand. Anybody else will be a bonus. All right. So another thing hitting the internet today. Um, here locally in the area, Ohio especially, yeah. is metal fans are going to feel slighted. Metal fans always feel They do slighted, always dude. feel slighted. Always. Very fragile group the metal fans are. All right, so there was, um, there, there was a fan vote conducted for the band that should, be in, that should be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right. Now, the actual inductees will be announced on December the 13th, okay? But there was a fan vote done of like of, of like five of the bands that are going to consist of the fan vote and like okay. which one of those bands should go in, and Bon Jovi won Running Away, and little Runaway right there. That's why they ran away with it. Didn't even think of it. Oh, but nice. I did. Nice, good one, good one. Nice. On your toes today, buddy. I like Doing it. I, can. I like it. And they blew away Judas Priest, as you just heard Judas Priest on the Sandsbury show there. And people like feel like this is a slight of, of Judas Priest, and I don't. I, I think it's more indicative of the popularity of Bon Jovi. Like, never in my wildest dreams did I think Judas Priest would beat out Bon Jovi in a fan vote for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And moreover, as a metal fan, Bon Jovi deserves to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Judas Priest does. I'm sorry. Tours were bigger. Albums were bigger, popularity is wider, and I've made this argument every year while hosting this show to you, is that stop getting hung up on rock and roll is the terminology. This is a music hall, and I can already hear Fantone getting ready to say it, Bon Jovi is a rock and roll band. Bon Jovi is a rock and they're roll not, band. They're just not a hard rock or heavy metal band, but they are a rock and roll band. I, I'm perfectly okay with this. I think Bon Jovi should go in before Judas Priest. I think if you're going to talk about, like, well, what's right and what's credible, then the bigger of the two bands going in is what's right and what's credible. Now, at the end of the day, is is entrance into the Rock Hall strictly about albums sold, popularity, you know what I mean? Like well, the fan vote part will be. I, I think... You know, in the committee, and they've you know they gotten it right and they've gotten it wrong sometimes. Welcome to Human Air. 
It's like the college football, you know, you know, committee. It's like you know, sometimes they're they're gonna nail it. Sometimes it's gonna be like, well, that was a little strange. But like, ultimately, I trust them a little bit. I mean, they've made the wrong call a couple of times. It took forever for Kiss even to get nominated, and there was a couple of other things, so, you know. I mean, but, pop- popularity needs to be a big, big part of the equation. It really does. Well, because- yeah, because the, if if you uh, here's why it needs to be a huge part of the equation. What the hall wants more than anything is visitors. So you put the most popular bands in there so people will come and see the exhibits. I mean, this is this is simple mathematics. It's pretty easy. And Judas, I, I love Judas Priest. Although I think Iron Maiden's the better of the two bands from that era. I, I don't even think that's close. I think Judas Priest is fantastic. But is like the better of the two bands, Iron Maiden far and away a better band. So on that alone, I would put Bon Jovi in before I put Judas Priest in. I enjoy Judas Priest's style of music more than I probably like Bon Jovi. But it's not about what I like. It's about who deserves it more, and Bon Jovi has done more for music than Judas Priest did. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The tours were bigger. The hits were bigger. Um, the career has been bigger in the sense of Still Bon Jovi. Bigger. Decades of hits. Still bigger. Where Judas Priest, I mean, don't get me wrong. Didn't Bon Jovi play Brown Stadium? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fantastic band, Judas Priest, but like... I, I saw Judas Priest in, I believe it was 2010. Right. It was at the Q. It didn't need to be. Oh, no. Judas Priest doesn't need to be at the Q. Did not need to be at 25, the Q. 25,000 people? Did not need to be at the does Q. Does not need to be at the Q. As a matter Q. of fact, I remember I posted pictures to Instagram back then and Facebook. And people, the first comment everybody says, and I was sitting close. I was like five rows back. and But you could see, like, I, I was, like, shooting, like, down the stage. And you could see the other side of the hall. like, And people were like, man. Place is empty, right? Now it was before they started, but like still, you could get the the gist. It's like Bon Jovi is a way bigger artist. Yeah, I'm gonna say Bon Jovi selling out the queue right now if they come. So I don't. Yeah, honestly, I would think. I I, I don't think that's too much of a stretch. I there. think here's what I'll say: is that Bon Jovi sells more tickets today than Judas Priest does to fill the queue. It just, it, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like they're a bigger band. Now, Judas Priest should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't, yeah. I, I don't think that's too much of a no. hot take there. They've done enough to make it. But, okay. But I've always said about the Rock Hall is that you got to be patient with it. Is Because if they, if they induct everybody you want in the first year, then it's over. You gotta stagger it. This is again, though. This is what I was talking about this morning with the video games and Star, you know, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Is staggering contents now is not the way people want it. Netflix is infiltrating everything in the world where it's like, nah, dude, give it to me now. I know you have it. I know they're going in. Just give me what I want. With the the staggering of things and and, and drawing things out, the long form, we're losing our stomach for it, and you just don't like it. Nobody's making the argument that Judas Priest won't get in. But should they get in before Bon Jovi? No, that's crazy. I'm sorry, it's crazy. I'm a way bigger fan of Judas Priest, but that's crazy. It's just the way it is. So we got some news that a lot of people listening right now, your jobs and how you're compensated may change dramatically. We're going to examine that. We'll do it next. That will be on Rock 106.9. Yeah. I'm 
106.9. Well, welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Russell online at WRQK.com. And again, today being Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, 76 years ago, I found this video. It's a compilation of the original radio broadcast announcing to the nation what had happened. And it's just a very interesting um, both view and listen. Um, they put a couple of photos in it and, uh, you know, you know, some pieces of video. But, you know, primarily it's like, you know, the radio calls, the you know, the audio. And I, I guess it hit home for me because of what I do for a living. And it, it just really punched home for me this morning, like how big of a part of your live radio has been. Mine, too. And so, I don't know, maybe it just hit me on that level, but I I found that video to be very interesting. You can see it at WRQK.com. Pearl Harbor and World War II, I mean, they're definitely two of the historic events in life that get a lot of attention. Um, I always feel like it's strange how when we talk about World War II and we talk about, you know, essentially the villains of it, um, it's always Germany, 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 Germany. In Japan, the, the the country that attacked Pearl Harbor very that much drug gets, us into it. That very much gets brushed to the side. That we, very much is like an afterthought. Now they make good cars. Although so does Germany. I was going to say, man, the Germans aren't terrible at engineering. No, the engineering that came out of that very small country is actually amazing. I think there's a quote from a German general who was talking about the war, who had said their tanks were were as good as any four U.S. tanks. The problem is America always had five. <laughs> and so, you know what I mean? Like they just kept, Bill Burr always says it's like they just McDonald's them with tanks. Like they just billions and billions served. But yeah, the um, the amount of engineering that did come out of that, that section of the world is amazing. So the Trump administration did something um, yesterday that's got people, you know, up in arms and, and screaming back and forth at one another. Did they now? I'm surprised. I thought they and, were um, I thought they were out of the business of getting I mean, people pissed nah, off. This is what Washington does. This happened when Obama was president, too. Anytime he did something, his people loved it, and everybody who disagreed with him hated it. This is what it is. This is what politics is. It's division. That's what it's built on. It's built on keeping you and I apart because there's money in it. It's division. It's this isn't new to this to this administration. Right? But apparently, they have a Labor Department rule change that was proposed that is going to ask employees who earn a salary of at least the federal minimum wage of $7.25 per hour, but where you also earn tips, they want you now to, to pull that money together and share it with colleagues who do not earn gratuities. This was barred in 2011 by President Obama. Which said that tips belong to the employee who who, who earned them. Let's. I, I want you to remember that employees who earn those tips. Put a pin in that. All right, because we're going to get back to it. Trust me. He says, and Obama was claiming that these should only legally be pulled with other employees who received tips, meaning you only pull together with people who were also being tipped on that shift. Other bartenders, barbacks, other servers, you know, servers assistants, stuff like that. Okay. Now the re- the restaurant industry yesterday loved this. And it's partially because now cooks and busboys who don't make enough money are going to start to get tipped and their wages are going to go up. And so, like, instead of having to hear those people knock on their doors about pay me more money, they're now it's now going to come from other employees. So, of course, the restaurant industry loved this. Makes all the sense in the world. But it they're claiming now that a lot of people who live off of their tips are going to lose a lot of this money, which I guess if they implement this, they would. So my first question is this. Where the hell do I get a tipped job where I still make minimum wage? How many of those are there? I have a tip job. I don't make minimum wage while I do it. 
How many of those are there? Is this really something we should be screaming at each other for? What's the percentage of these that, that, that there are? I have never, dude, that's everybody who gets tipped for their living always bitches to me about how they don't even make minimum wage while they're doing it. So who is this really affecting? Why are we so pissed at the president right now? Right? Or is this one of those things it's more about who did it versus what's been done? I'm suspicious that's what it is. I think there was another thing that's happened over the last couple of days with a policy change. That one, foreign policy, and I think people are up in arms and pissed about it because of who did it, not what got done. I, as far as I read this, it's it's if you're not making up to the 725, you can still be paid the 213 or the 415, whatever it is in your state. If you're not making up to that 725, that and anything you make up over that, that's when they start to be able to do the tip pool. It's anything you make over the Employees minimum wage. Employees who earn a salary of at least the federal minimum wage of 725 an hour and also earn tips. I'm to take that to mean that your standard per hour rate is 725 but then you get tipped on top of it that's what the word also means for tipped employees employers may also take what is tip credit meaning they can pay tipped employees less than the minimum wage as long as the tips will bring that wage up to 725 maybe we've got two differing reports here but like that's where i'm seeing this issue under a labor department rule changed proposed monday employees could ask employees who earn a salary of at least the federal minimum wage of 725 per hour and also earn tips to pull the tip money. Also means they get both. I don't know how many people have that job. But I can tell you if the restaurant industry is excited and workers are scared, it probably does not protect the worker as much. Now, having a tipped job, and they have just recently changed this where I work, okay? It used to be there are multiple bars, points of sale of alcohol at the bar I work at. Multiple. And depending on how many tickets we have sold, it depends on how many positions of sale are open. Okay? So one time I can go into work and I can work with six total bartenders for the entire building. Sometimes I can go in there, like I did this last weekend, and there could be 23 bartenders on staff. Okay? It all depends on the show and the, you know, what's sold and all that, right? It used to be that at my bar, we would have three people working behind that bar. At the end of the night, we would pull our tips together between the three of us. We would split and I would go home. They have since changed it and are now pooling tips for the entire building. I can tell you, as an experienced bartender, I hate it. I have expressed my displeasure with it with multiple people who work where I work. Because what's happened now is I have workers who are working lower volumed bars walking home with the same amount of money that I ran my ass off for that night. And I view that to be unfair. But again, not making a big deal out of it because I don't expect the world to be fair to Daniel John Stansberry. I was raised to believe that the world will always screw me over every last chance it gets because that's what the world will do. But so I agree. Bussers and, and, and cooks and all those stuff, you guys need a pay raise. Everybody in America needs a pay raise. I'm not sure we should be taking it from the, from the servers. Although, again, I said put a pin in this. Those people who earn the tips. And what you're going to say is, well, they waited on the table. They earned it. Well, how'd they wait on the table? By bringing something the cook made. Otherwise, there's nothing to wait on. 
without the people in the back, it's like, see, it's chicken and egg. Who well, came first? Should at that point the cooks <laughs> have to cut off a piece of their check every week to the servers then? Because, well, without the servers, then you wouldn't have had people to take care of the Well, tables. that's what I'm saying. That's why, that's why these, uh, this argument could be spun around on both sides of the argument. And that's why this is one of those th- things where nobody's really right. Like, there's, there's, it, it, there's good arguments for the system to be both ways. That's what I'm saying. Nobody's correct here. It's just all about what is preferable to each particular worker. I could find ten th- I could find ten good servers who would tell you that you should do this because in order to keep good cooks who want to be there and are going to make the food properly, so ultimately making the restaurant better, the the be- the best way you can do that is to make the salaries better. And the, one of the ways you can do that is by pulling the tips together. I personally hate it. Because at the end of every night now, I watch a ton of money that I view to be mine walking out the door with somebody else. And it makes me mad when I think about the volume that went from where I worked versus where somebody else worked. And it does. It makes me mad. It used to be where I worked, that you had to be good enough to be put behind the main bar position. And people would fight to get good enough to be good enough to work there to make more money. Now, why would you want to work at the more high-volume bar? All you do is more work for less money. It's this. This is this is one of those things where it had Obama, like now Obama wasn't the guy who was going to do this. It would have been called socialist. You know what I mean? It, this would have been called because there is a little bit of that in this, and I'm surprised that it was this president who's looking to do it this way. But ultimately, what they're trying to stop is restaurant workers demanding more money, and so they're cutting it off at the pass by by making us split it all up together. Ultimately, I'm not wild about this. I think ultimately this is one of those plans that in the short term probably makes sense, but in the end we find out this was probably not the best way to do it. But again, I don't know everything. I can just tell you from where I work, it is ince- it's giving people incentive not to work as hard and put me at a bar that doesn't get used as much and I'll make the same amount of money. That's what it's doing. It's, it's basically, it's, it's passing everybody in the class, even though three people were going to fail. That's exactly what this is, and that's what I don't like about it. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Rock 106.9. My pen underneath my chair there. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. I was reminded during the break that I, I guess a lot of delivery drivers are paid minimum wage and then tipped on top of that. I forgot about that. Because, I, I, again, like I, all my friends that have tipped jobs, it's, the number one thing they bitch about is that they don't make minimum wage plus tips and that they feel like they should make minimum wage plus tips. So I, I forgot about delivery drivers. I didn't realize that, dude. Driving pizza, I bet it's a pretty good job, right? It's like, what, almost $8 an hour plus tips? That's got to be halfway decent. I wish, I wish tipping was what it was originally supposed to be in the sense of like you tip somebody because they did something special they did something above and beyond the call of duty yeah i i i i hate this like hey well dude this waitress you know this is the only money she makes is coming out of your pocket i wish it was the way that like i think it was originally intended to be it's interesting you know it's one of those things man where we all think that everybody deserves more money. But if you had to go into your local diner and pay twice for your food, you're going to complain and say, why am I paying all this? And it's because we have to pay those people that money. That's where it, it's not going to come from anybody else. It's going to come from you. So you can be on the side of raising everybody's money. Just be also on the side of be prepared to pay twice as much for everything you buy. As long as you stay that on that consistent line, I'm fine with whatever your opinion is. But it's the people that are like, no, I don't want the the price of products to go up, but yet all those people deserve to make more money. It doesn't work that way. 
It's not going to work that way. And I, honestly, I'm for pooling tips before I am a universal basic wage. Like, that's craziness. So I wouldn't do that. Something was sold in Canton, Ohio that I always wanted to buy. You ever like have like, you know, you're like your, your reasonable daydreams where it's like, you know, maybe you don't win $200 million in the lottery and you're like, you're living right. in Bali, but right. like you win like a decent amount of money or maybe a family member ties leaves you a decent amount of money. Like you're, you're like your local big dreams. Okay. All right. I mean, God knows I wish I had a family member that was ready to leave me some money. They're all poor too. But yes, I, I know what you're saying. I, I, and so I, one of my local big dreams would be to buy this building that's in downtown Canton, pretty much right across the street from Market Square. It's called the Renkert building. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but it sold the other day. I think it finalized yesterday. $924,000. They got the building and the parking lots adjacent to it. Which, by the way, a, under a million dollars for a piece of commercial property in a city and a building that big, that's a really good deal. Yeah, and I mean, you got to think, too, in a, in a downtown area that has been Potential. heavily emphasized recently, that's been had a lot of money put into well, it recently. So They're about yeah. to put all that money into Market Square. Like They're going to do a ton of that. Now, th- that might be one of the reasons why maybe I wouldn't necessarily want to live right there, because they're talking amphitheater there, right? Yeah, they are, but the big problem with that is where's the action on that? We've been talking about that for a year plus. Where's the funding on that? Where's that money coming from? Yeah, so you like, were all pissed about this. Yeah, I, I, dude, I mean, yesterday I was kind of fired up about this, and it was drawn to my attention by former, account, former Canton City Council member Kevin Fisher. Um, the comprehensive plan has been adopted almost two years ago at this point. The Market Square renovation plan was, was proposed over a year ago, and there's been zero movement there's been no funding there's been no like there was a director hired and i have seen absolutely no update on what he's done in the past two years so it's like at this point yes you know we can look at downtown and say well things are getting better and kind of moving forward but when you have a a a stagnant amount of you know of leadership coming through it is it's frustrating it's like well we had these great ideas and we want to do all these things and then when it comes time to actual execution of plan it's like everyone's just sitting on their hands and i don't want you know i don't want to I don't, I don't this, this is my bitch with everything. This is my bitch about everything. Is that, that dude, these are the people. This is what I'm always saying. Like, dude, I, this is why I'll never be let down by a politician ever. Because they all promise you what you're going to get. And then really what you get is them passing things for them to line their pockets, and then we never get the end result. That's what it is. I don't care what level of government it is. It's a license to steal. That's all it is. It's the only reason to do it. But I'm interested to see what happens with this record building because that's that building's got a lot of potential. Like I always think about, I was like, man, it'd be nice. Had a bunch of money, I could buy it, hollow out the first like four floors of it, and make like some big jungle gym of like weird things I would do, indoor golf range, and like all kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Then you make the top two floors like your bedroom, and like I do that. It's one of those things. Every time I'm walking downtown, I'm like, man, I want that building. I want my hands on it. I uh, but I don't know if more. Although I say it all the time, like you know, they got the Hercules building now, and like the it, do, how much more downtown living? They keep saying that downtown living is a big thing. Like how much more of that do you really need? As long as they keep filling up buildings, they're going to keep building those buildings. The problem is, is if they're looking at this as like luxury downtown living, that's where the issues starting to come into play here. They need to have something in the middle. You don't want another Canton Towers. Like I get that, I 100% do. But at the same time, you don't need another Ernesto. Like you don't. Um, you want to get some. 
something where young professionals are able to come live. And you got to be realistic about like what the salaries of these young professionals are. I would say I think the median average in Canton is like thirty seven thousand dollars a year. So if you're trying to put apartments up for, you know, eleven hundred right for fifteen hundred a month. I'm sorry. There's only so many people. There's only so many people who are going to make that investment. And it's not going to be young professionals. Not only that. What makes that viable in the city is because of the jobs that are near it and that you don't want to live in the suburbs because you want to be close. You don't want a two hour ride back and forth. You know what I mean? In New York and stuff. Canton's not going to have that problem. And do you know the kind of house you could rent in Canton, Ohio for twelve hundred dollars a month? What they're asking for some of these apartments downtown for twelve? I mean, dude, I've looked for twelve hundred dollars a month. You could live in what most people in Canton would be considered a mansion. Yeah, I mean, you know, that go it goes your 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 dollars into living go a far way in Canton. Whether you're buying a house, whether you're renting something, no matter what it is, there cost of living's low. It's just it's just with 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 downtown. Like, yes, there's a emerging nightlife, and yes, there's you know an emerging art scene and all these different things which are important for a downtown but you can't count on that alone to be the thing that carries everything and I think that's a little bit of what's uh, the problem right now is that we're like well, but but there's Basil and Busbin and it'll be fine and then everyone's going to want to come live down here you have to give people more incentive than I would that. agree because once you have those things six times you're like okay they're good they're great right, I'm always going right. to eat them but, 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 but it's not going to be you know it, it, you never do never stop is essentially the rule there now I don't know the size of that building or you know could it be zoned right but i'll tell you as as just as a person who lives down there and i was talking about this a little bit yesterday about the convenience factor of living downtown it's not great like it's not very great like you have to go to north canton you have to go you know you know canton south to get things done like you got to move around to get things done so for me as a guy who lives right there i gotta tell you dude give me a good grocery store in there in the bottom floor. Like, give me, like, now I understand it's gonna be small. I've lived in apartment buildings in Cleveland that had grocery stores on the first floor, and they're not huge. They're not like, you know, like supermarkets, but they got enough of what you're doing. And yes, you pay a little bit more because of the convenience factor, because it's on the bottom. But at least I could do it, and I don't have to go all the way up Tusk to buy groceries. They had something like that downtown. It fell flat on its face. Yeah, but that was like a farmer's market. Like, I went by it a hundred times. It was brown bananas, and they were only open every third day or whatever. It was about, it's all that hippie downtown crap. Give me one of the, give me one the like grocery chains put a fishers in there it um it, if you ask me it needs to be like that that building needs to be for small businesses that building needs to be specifically trying to get places of employment to open up in within that building i would i would not disagree with that but i don't know what they are and I, that's the thing is you probably don't know what they are, but when you're looking at, you know, when you're looking at, it's not one business, in, you know, specifically, it's just somewhere for people to work. Dude, Twitter's telling me the Hercules building is $2,000 a month. That's insane. I'm sorry, but that is insane. I can throw a rock to that building. Okay. I'm just going to tell you, I, I, dude, I'm the guy who, who tells you stuff, right? I live downtown, all right? Essentially right, down, right off a of market. I got my apartment all in. Rent and all my utilities. The only thing I pay for outside of it is my cable and like cell phone bill and all that stuff. But like my heat, my electric, all that stuff, all in is eight fifty, and I feel like that's high. Um, between uh, between five and a thousand is where downtown living needs to be, and the seven hundred in the seven hundred fifty range I, is where it needs to be. And and shout out to King Properties for making apartments that price. That's one thing I will say about. And I live with King Properties, and I have since I've moved to Canton, and they're right in that price range where it's affordable, but it's not like I said, it's not Canton Towers, it's I not f- Section Eight. My thing is, my apartment's worth eight fifty for sure. It totally is. It's worth eight fifty, but because of where it is, it should be seven fifty. 
Like it's only, and now I know it's only a hundred bucks. But think about it, it's twelve hundred dollars a year. I yeah, mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, when you start to extrapolate it over the whole year, that's actually a lot of money. I do two thousand dollars a month. I didn't realize there were that many people in Canton, Ohio, who were making bank like that, who didn't want to just buy a house. Like if you if you're making that kind of money for what you can buy a house for in Canton, Ohio, why aren't you just doing that? But I guess I mean I don't know what your situation is, and I you know what I mean. Maybe you know you're temporarily or whatever. But two thousand. I mean two thousand dollars is astronomical. It is, and I'm sorry, but you're still living in downtown Canton, and I feel like there's very few people on the face of the planet who are more of a supporter than I. But like, dude, you have to be realistic with what's going on. But I guess the counter to that is we said the same thing about the Inesto, and it was like, well, no, it's eleven hundred. No, they keep doing it, and they fill it up. They keep doing and it, and then they open up Bliss Towers, and I was like, well, no, well, nobody's going to want to move there because everybody that has that money is already in the Inesto, and then they filled it up. So I, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I, I mean, honestly, I don't think you can keep you can keep just doing luxury apartments. It's, well, it, you know. sooner or later, you do go to the well too many times. You never see the bottom of the well while you're going to it. You know what I mean? It's only once you've gone too many times where you're like, oh. Now, I don't know if that's what's going to happen here. But I, 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 give, me, do, give me some more stuff to keep me downtown. I'll be honest with you. For the last year and a half, if I felt – how do I want to say this? If the radio industry was more stable today like it was five years ago, I would be – aggressively trying to get out of downtown. And one of the reasons it would be would not because I don't enjoy it, not because I feel unsafe, but because the convenience factor is not what I have been made accustomed to in other downtown areas. I have once lived is that it needs to be a little bit more convenient. That's my number one issue with it. But I, I mean, but I don't move because I feel like I got a great apartment for a good enough deal. And you know, it's, it's well within my price range. And I, you know what I mean? Like I said, all my utilities are included. I said one check. It's easy. Like so, that's one of the reasons I'm I'm a lazy person. Like so, you just you make it easy, and I don't, dude, it's too much money, but it's easy. I like it. I'll sign up for that. But two thousand, I'm not sure I could do that. There's more Stansberry Show on the way next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansbury here from North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Still to come are some uh, charge tickets. We'll pass those out of here. Around 9.30 we'll do that. I spent a good portion of yesterday's program and then, uh, honestly, a break this morning addressing some video game issues with Star Wars Battlefront 2. So I figured we would balance this out today. And I would throw in a WWE story. Nice. Yeah, I got a WWE story for the rundown, buddy. Okie dokie. I didn't want to leave you out. I, uh, I greatly appreciate that. I did, I did not want to leave you out. Thank you. As uh, a couple of people close to the Ronda Rousey camp say, look, dude, she's closing in on the deal with the WWE. It's happening. They, they're, now, they're not giving their names because they're saying, look, she hasn't announced it yet, so we don't want to be the ones to do it. But, like, we're close to her. She's doing this. And I guess it's been kind of, like, on the rise for a while. She went to a show in September. Watch her friend Shayna Bosler. Basler? I don't know who that is. She's the MMA chick that, that has went made into, the transition okay. into the WWE recently. That makes sense that they would be buddies. So the, obviously, since then, there's been a lot of speculation that she's going to join the WWE. So let me ask you, buddy, as you're uh, you're the Stansbury Show's WWE insider, uh, yeah, you're, Ariel, you're the me. Ariel Helwani of uh, nice of WWE for the Stansbury Show. If you're nice. a UFC person, you know that. It's pretty funny. Um, they're very character based. Yes. So do you do you wrap a character around Ronda Rousey? No. What, like what do you do? Do you does she wear like similar gloves like what the UFC would have to like drive that home? Yeah, I mean you've got to think at this point. It's not like you could bring Ronda Rousey in and be like you know, 
you, you couldn't introduce her as like a new character. She is who she is. There's no question about it. And at this point, dude, most of WWE, it's no longer like, hey, this guy's a clown and this guy's a trash man and this guy's, you know, something else. At this point, it pretty much is first name, last name. Roman and Reigns. You kind of you kind of build yourself from there. Is that better? Um, or is it just what's needed for to the like today's society? Probably a little bit of both there, where it's it, it it's better in the sense of. It doesn't feel as hokey. It doesn't feel as like you know that's fake, right? Who is the like, barber? Right, right, right. Nobody's nobody's pretending they're a barber anymore. Very few, very few. I think some of the characters' sticky stuff worked though, like Jake the Snake. Like having a snake, like like ringside was cool. I just don't know if that would translate today. Most, Undertaker. Most of the things iconic there. You know what I mean? Like these are all these are all huge examples when you're talking about like how many of the characters fell by the wayside. Exactly. All right. You know when fair. you're talking about like you know. So maybe uh, there's still room for like this is going to be a character but th- these four guys aren't right there there's, okay. there's still room for that and there's still room because you do have, it's it's pro wrestling so suspension of disbelief comes along goes with, with it. there's there's no it's question like going to a movie but ronda rousey is uh, honestly one of the biggest stars that they're going to have at least based on like mainstream stardom now is that true because I, I started thinking about it like at first like yesterday when i read this i was like all right well yeah it makes sense she's a huge star it's blah 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 put her in it but and personally, I think the WWE is where Ronda Rousey deserves to be. I mean, the last two times she fought, she had a clown suit put on her. I, I had called her overrated three years ago. People freaked out and told me I didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, you wait. More and more girls are going to start to fight. We'll see Ronda Rousey get her ass kicked. We don't know that she's as good as we think she is. And my point is, is that I haven't seen her in much since the UFC thing kind of fizzled out, since the Amanda thing kind of fizzled out. Where are all these movies everybody told me she was going to do? Where are all these TV shows? So is she going to be... I think the first two times she fights for the WWE, wrestles, whatever the hell you want to call it, yes. But is it sustainable all year? I'm not sure she has that kind of drawing power anymore. Um... She has more drawing power than most any other name involved in it, though. You know what I mean? Like, especially to like the mainstream non-wrestling. Well, she then because this was true of the UFC, she was more popular than all the men, hands down. Oh no, no, no! I don't think that. But I think she just elevates their women's division in like not the divas. I mean, no, no, it's the women's division now. Women's division. Things have changed. Oh yeah. Um, and, and and I guess that's the thing is it lends some credibility there. It kind of seems like you know they're. They're upping the ante, I guess. And as far as like mainstream America goes, more people know about Ronda Rousey than any one individual WWE female superstar. Well, so I, like, I feel like I'm a perfect example of this right here because I cannot name another female wrestler. Like, I'll start throwing out female wrestlers I remember, and you tell me how long ago it was. Trish Stratus. A decade plus. See, 15 like, years. That's about where my knowledge of female China, obviously, I know is way too long. 15 years. Um, but like, uh, uh, Stephanie McMahon is another woman that I think about female wrestling. She's still doing it, but she's like the CEO now. She's right. like the general manager of a brand. So like, those are the those are the names that are knocking around. So for me, I don't think I could list you. And I just read Sh- like Shayna Bra- uh, Bosler or whatever. So like her, I would know. Like now, but I but if you showed me a picture of her, I would not know that was her. Yeah, and she's just a chick in WWE. It's not like she's like she's not a champion. She's just like a this, chick there. This is a great question coming from Twitter. Who is the most popular female WWE ear of all time? Is it China? Yeah, you could make the argument of China. The sex tape helped, right? Um, yeah. I mean, who she was. 
Um, and I mean, you can make you can make you can make the argument of Stacy Keebler because she had some success afterwards. Oh, I forgot about her. Um, I think China was a bigger name. Yeah, probably. I, I feel mean, like China uh, was a bigger name. Probably. Um, you can make the argument of Nikki Bella. I mean, because she's kind of put herself into a. Into, I know that name. Into a mainstream, like people know who she is. Yeah, like TMZ is going to like show. ask her stuff, right? Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nikki Bella is definitely getting covered at this point. Any of these bras are getting covered, but like. I mean, and you, if you want to go old school and say, well, it's the fabulous moolah, I think you can make that argument, but still. That's like, pretty old school. Dude, that's like, that's 70 years ago. So. All right. So they need. So they do. They need if they want to continue. If they want to continue this, I don't want to say a farce of a women's revolution, but if they want to continue pushing that narrative, they need to put another like big name and Ronda Rousey's perfect. For I, you know, I got to give WWE credit. I mean, they. They've been a little racially insensitive throughout the years. They've a been little. a little insensitive to, to to the female struggle, you know, in their product. But they were one of the first places to do it willingly and not have to be dragged into changing it. Like they saw the tide turning and went, "We better do this." Their social stances are such <clears throat> a conflicted and like, what do I want to say? There's just so many layers to it. Where you're right. I mean, like racial things, um, sex things, the fact that... I mean, they were inappropriate. The fact that regardless what happens, they'll bring you back, dude. Like, Paige, this WWE chick superstar just came back, and... Yeah, she was in a sex film, too. She was in a sex film. In the sex film, there was uh, semen on the female's belt, the, the NXT championship belt, and a year later, they're like, nah, bring her back. It's fine, whatever. Who cares, well, dude? dude. They're... Get, they're they're getting ready to wrap their arms around Hogan. Yeah, Hogan. I mean, it, with I mean, I remember I said it probably about a year ago. He started showing up in commercials again, and it's like, well, they're just setting the table to bring him back. All right, one more question. All right, because this guy just sent me. All he sent me was JP just wrote in and says Trish Stratus question mark. So I don't know if he's asking me if she's the biggest diva ever, or did I get that woman's name wrong? Like, do I not have it right? Trish that's Stratus right. is correct. Okay, and that's would what I she thought. be the biggest WWE diva ever? You could make an argument for sure, but she was super hot. Um, super hot, but they're all super hot. And that's the thing. Dude. I mean, that's the thing. And, and, that's and, what and, they're and, there and for. And I always say this, like when when WWE chicks come out, and me and my girlfriend will be watching it, and I'm like, God, dude, where do they get these names from? Porn? Like, where do they get these yes. chicks from? Porn? There's Mandy Rose from the WWE, absolutely smoking, but she is different than Maddie Rose, the porn star, but not really. It could be the same person, and it's like I don't know. Oh, I bet, I bet the line of halfway to like one foot in WWE, one foot in Silicon Valley and porn. Yes, one foot in your throat. Good lord! All right, that's there too it far. is. There it is. That's too far. We started the show out this morning talking about Mercury in retrograde, God. throwing the universe off, and I was like that, like that whole conspiracy thing. There's another conspiracy that's out there, been out there for a little while, and it's gaining major amounts of steam in this country, and I can't make sense of it. So we're going to try to figure it out as a class together next on Rock 106.9. Hopey Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. Head over there. Check out the Stansberry Show section. You can see a uh, original radio broadcast about the Pearl Harbor attacks as today, December the 7th, the 76th Remembrance Day of Pearl Harbor. And they throw a little still photo in there and a couple of, you know, um, you know, a couple of short videos along with it, too. But it's primarily like the audio calls from different broadcast networks announcing to the nation what had happened at Pearl Harbor. And, I, you know, I said it all morning. Maybe it's because I work in the radio industry where I just felt like it was both interesting, a little eerie to hear it. Um, and it just reminded me of like what a big part of people's lives the industry I'm in, in is. I, I don't know. So maybe it was just interesting for me, but. 
if you're into history and that that type of thing, I, th- I think you'd be interested to check that out. It's online for you, WRQK.com. I, uh, I read this, and this is a little misleading. As they say, more Americans are starting to believe that the Earth is flat. That's the headline. Okay? Right. <clears throat> so then I read it, and they say, according to a recent report in The Economist, America's interest in flat Earth movement seems to be growing. And they say here that this started, obviously, with Bobby Ray Simmons. It's uh, a rapper known as B.O.B. when he started a GoFundMe campaign to find Earth's curve and prove once and for all that the planet is actually round. Um, and earlier this month, 500 flat earthers were in North Carolina and the like. But then they started like looking into the searches for it, right? And it went from like 30 to 80. The data indicated a spike in flat earth searches from roughly 30 to more than 80 in search interest when B.O.B. tweeted about it in the conspiracy. I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily more Americans are gaining belief in it. That's a Google rating system that they have. They give you a numerical number to uh, between 0 and 100. So this isn't the amount. No, 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 no. Oh, I misunderstood that. That's, they give you a numerical amount from 0 to 100 of, oh, how, okay. of how interested the country is oh, wow. in so that this, story. So then a, a leap in 50 points and that is right, pretty big right okay i misunderstood that okay that makes that obviously makes much more sense what does not make sense is that the earth being flat what do people think it is that it's an lp just hanging out up there like the, yeah that it's like a flat disc essentially is that like you have a flat disc just floating around this is craziness space. at least that's how i've interpreted like flat earth so i knew we were going to talk about this today right so i spent some time on youtube yesterday i went okay. down i went down the flat earth rabbit mm. hole yesterday and it gets i mean pretty convoluted really fast and i guess one of the arguments that people have for the earth being flat is that if you watch a plane take off if you have enough of a camera zoom in, you can continuously see the plane. And the guy who was looking to disprove it said, well, yeah, until it flies a little further and then you're going to lose it again because your camera still doesn't have the power. Right. But they say, dude, that there is actually curvature to the earth. So that, so then I was watching a podcast and I, I forget the guy's name. Damn it. I should have wrote it down. But he was an Olympian at one time and now he like jumps out of airplanes, right? That's what he does. And apparently he did like one of these jumps from like like a super high place, right? And he was like, it's not that he's like, it was minimal, but he claims like jumping out of the plane, like, no, dude, like I could see the curve of the earth from the height I was at where oh, I yeah. was jumping. Yeah. If you get up into, if you get up into the, to, to the atmosphere there, you can totally see the curve. You can see it in some planes. Like if they go up high, right. Enough, right. So it's not, I mean. Now, remember Kyrie Irving kind of went into this when he did Channing Fry's podcast, and he says it's not a conspiracy theory. Irving went as far as to say the earth is flat. They pushed him to explain himself, and he started to say things like particular groups and mysterious, like they's who wanted to convince the world or, you know, that the earth is round. So here's what my question would be. What's the incentive? What's the gain for people who want to convince me that the earth is flat? What do they get? Is it financial? Because I like I'm 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 struggling to figure out how you would make money with that. Yeah, I mean, why would this be a a you so wh- wh- why are they trying to deceive me with the Earth being round? I don't I don't know what the gain. Would. I get people trying to deceive me. I totally get it. That's that's human nature. Maybe the argument would be, and this is an argument I'm making, is like, well, when they control what you know, they control what you think, and you know, blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah. now right. you're getting tinfoil hatty. Well, yeah, now we're getting tinfoil hatty <laughs> as we talk about a goddamn flat Earth. Oh, that dude, that one's a step too far. Now, some people say, you know, don't you understand what trolling is? These flat earthers are just having a great time watching you pull your hair out in frustration. 
And I guess that there's going to be some of those people that that's true of, which, by the way, I don't get that. Maybe I'm just too old to understand what that is. But like, and maybe it's because I've also been in an industry where I got, got kind of got paid for a while to piss you guys off right. occasionally. And so like, and, and so I get that. But like, I, I don't, I just don't understand trolling just to do it. I P- don't get it. Pissing people off is something that other people find funny and always will find funny. So like, there is point there of like, well, how many of these people are believing it and how many of these people are just trolling just to get you upset, just to make you mad about something, which by the way, just in a lot of conversations outside of just trolling, people need to recognize, or outside of just flat earth, people need to recognize trolling. And sometimes it's not that I'm so upset about something or I'm so offended by something. I just think your reaction to it is hilarious. It's going to be funny. Therefore, I will continue to do it. I will say any outlandish thing. I will do anything that I know is going to upset you. And your reaction is the price of that. That's like why I do it. This happens to me all the time in the morning. And I was just telling my friend Heather last night that I love my job. I love where I live. I love what I do. But there's a little bit of me that misses afternoons doing three to seven a little bit because I'm awake more. I got all day to kind of like get like in the mood and I feel like I'm sharper in the afternoon than I am first thing in the morning like that. And so a lot of times I'll come in and I'll open something on the internet and I'll start flying off the handle and I'll forget that it's like, oh, dude, people are just out here just bored with nothing better to do trying to make this seem like a big deal. Much like the story that you were talking about this morning where it's like, well, why would somebody put out a fake news story and make it seem don't like ABC? But, I don't get that. But people do find amusement in it. People do find value yeah, in I'm it in the sense of, of like, you know, well, hey, now I've got more Twitter followers or now I've got more more web clicks or whatever the case is there. Um, as far as Flat Earth goes, I mean, at what point do you keep saying something to troll or to like do a social experiment like Kyrie Irving said how many times can you say something before like you can't get mad at me for thinking you're an idiot then you know what I mean like if you keep trolling the same subject right and it's like well well uh, you know uh, I'm just doing it to be funny well it's like how many times can you say something before you're stupid like okay I get that but you can only do it you know you can you can only make that argument for so long yeah, I'm, I'm being told by um, Morell here that, that measuring interest by Google searches seems unreliable. I'd search for it just to see how ridiculous people are. doesn't mean I believe it's true. And that was kind of my point to talk about those numbers in the first place. But I didn't know about that rating. I did not know that. But, um, but I'm one of those where it's like I would look this up, not because Hell, I yeah. buy it, just because I'm like, what are people saying about this? I just I can't believe that we're still having this conversation. Um, in, a, in a time and age where like facts don't matter and you can just kind of say whatever you want to, like I'm not. I mean, number one, the uh, the fundamental understanding of science in this country is is piss poor. Like, there's no doubt in my mind about that. It's just like, well, no, I turn on the lights and dude, electricity works, and I don't know, and I don't care, and blah 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 blah. And I don't, you know, it just it, when you when you can just make stuff up, and then when it's it, why why wouldn't this gain traction to me? Of like, well, we're 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 dumber we're dumber than we've been. And we live in a time where it's like facts don't matter. So, uh, dude, I gotta tell you, the internet is for as powerful as it is. You know what the internet's really done is I w- I will tell you this: it has proven how dysfunctional and honestly stupid human beings really are. Because it should be this great tool for information that made us all so much smarter. But all we've done is create a better system of passing around hatred and pornography. That's all it is. Yeah, you, you have literally all the information in the world in your pocket right now. Literally anything you could think Too of, much. anything you wanted to know, anything that you, I mean, the, the sources are there for you. We and just, yet people are getting dumber. Right, and we just refuse to use it. We refuse to use it in a responsible fashion. It's, uh, I mean, it's amazing how that works. I, um, all it does is prove how just how... how how useless human beings are. I mean, there's so many different things that prove 
that fly in the face of flat Earth. I mean, All right, give me a couple. Well, I mean, you can look at you can look at time zones. You can look at the way shadows work. You can ride in a plane, dude. You could you as you get an elevated view on things. There's a million time things, zones. A good but one. Really, what it boils down to to me, and like, I mean, time zones are really good. Dude, one. look at stars. They're round. Look at the moon. They're round. Look at other planets. They're round. And all of a sudden, nope, we just got a flat disc here. But what it, what it all boils down to to me is where's the end of the Earth? Eventually, somewhere there needs to be an well, edge there, right? Because what would happen is there is they you would get into the Truman Show moment where the boat hits the wall, right? Unless you're going to make the argument that Earth is the only existence and the stars are just there. You know what I'm saying? But dude, we're denying space at that point. Like, what, what are see, we, what are we talking about? Flat Earth feels to me like before we had knowledge, much like how people thought in back in the in biblical times. Oh my God, God's rage is coming through for a sand through a sandstorm. No, you didn't have Doppler systems. It's windy. You were mystified by wind. That's what was happening. Much like that, I could see flat earth in the beginning of the human race of, don't go over there, man. You're going to fall off the planet, right? And people buying it. But again, the more and more information we have, we should be able to end certain debates for good. What's if what's underneath of us if it's flat Earth? Like, That's a great just, question is too. Like, is it just space underneath of I, us? Or, I mean, what what is that? I remember what's the guy from the goal? I, I I love him from the Golden State Warriors. What's his name? Draymond Green. And I remember him saying about Kyrie, like, dude, you can't disrespect what Kyrie thinks. It's what he thinks. And that's the problem is, is that now if we say to people, no, you're wrong. You're not giving them true information. You're disrespecting their belief system, man. There's pictures of the earth, like literal pictures. Well, you know what people tell you? That's a fisheye lens. Because, uh, you know, again, we were, I was watching, you know, video podcasts the other day about guys who jump out of planes. And they were like, dude, no, seriously, it's curved. I've seen it. And people like, and they were like, look, here's the photo of me jumping out of a plane. You can actually see the curve right here. And people were saying, nah, that's a fisheye lens. How do, how do, like, how do phones work? How do satellites work? If, if, if it's just flatness out there, I, there's just, there, it, I mean, honestly, the, the amount of evidence against it is just overwhelming. And the fact that people don't, the, the fact that people choose to believe differently and the fact that that's gaining traction, it really is like a sad state of, of affairs that we live in right now. It, it truly is. You know, people have, I've seen this meme and somebody just sent it to me. It's like, why isn't there a flat Mars society? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I just... I, I don't this what I don't like now is that if I tell people that it's not flat and I tell them no it's 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 round I'm told you're attacking their belief system and who they are as a person and you're being mean to them. No, I'm telling them that what they believe is patently false because we can see it. I, if, if, if that's being mean, then fine, I'm mean. I mean, like, really, at the end of the day, then okay, I'm, I'm okay with being labeled as mean then. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't get that. First, it was Chief Wahoo. Everybody was upset, like, oh, my God, they're going to remove Chief Wahoo, right? That, that was like a big argument. Now the Indians are doing something else this next coming season, and it's got people angry, and I just feel like you had to see this. This one coming. That's next on the Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. Wakeham is Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership. So if you've been looking for a new car, they're really the way to go. You can start online at Wakeham.com. That website is spelled W-A-I-K-E-M.com. You'll see there they have over 500 pre-owned vehicles for you to choose from. So no matter what it is you're thinking about, make, model, price range, they got you covered. And at Wakeham, they deal with over 30 different lenders. So no matter what your credit issues have been, trust me, I had my fair share when I showed up there. They still got me financed, got me the exact car I was looking for. With over 30 different lenders, they can find you the loan and the payments that you need to make a new car a reality. As we head into the winter, you really don't want to be messing around with a car that might not start or break down on the freeway. You don't want to be dealing with all that. 
So like I said, start online at wakeem.com, W-A-I-K-E-M.com, or head up to the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. If you head up there, you'll be able to do what I did. You'll save the Wakeham Way. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. Cassidy via Twitter uh, wrote in and told me, she was like, dude, some of those flat earthers think that there's guards at the end of the earth to keep you from accessing it, from like going too far. Like, apparently she's been around people who believe, like, we pay guards to sit there at the end of the earth. That's reasonable. How do they not get sucked off the end of it? Right? Like, it would be a bad... I mean, if you're that close to the end of it... Yeah, how are you coming back to where you live it? Like, uh, how how are you balancing that out? Right? Just gonna live here at the edge of the earth. What? 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 Makes no sense. Um... Uh, Russ sent me a message on Facebook and said, I don't necessarily believe in flat earth, but the theory is, is because NASA consumes so many billions of dollars, it's a lot, that's what the lie is. It's to keep that money going, you know. Well, all right, I, I would admit that if anything was going to do it, money's the reason for anything, right? And if we wanted to continue that program and under the guise and like, you know, keep people on payrolls and that kind of stuff, yes, that would be it. But I don't believe that the Earth is flat. You'll never get me to believe it. You could shove me off the edge of it. NASA didn't exist when the goddamn ancient Greeks did, but they were the ones who figured the whole thing out. So why are we blaming NASA on this, dude? See, I mean, I would agree that money would be the motivation for sure. Money's the motivation for everything. So I get that, but no, I don't buy this one. I'm sorry. You can get me on a lot. You can get me on the, well, did that really happen? You can get me on a ton, but not that one. I just think eventually, like I said, the Truman Show moment happens. Aristotle covering up for NASA. Okay. All right. All right. I, yeah, I think sometimes, man, it's amazing what the human brain will do when you can't comprehend something. You know what I mean? Like, but we can't comprehend it. We have science. It's not like it's not. You're right. It's well, dude, like, most people can't comprehend science. Well, I guess. I mean, it's not like it's ten thousand years ago and it's just like, well, we don't know anything. We'll yeah, like old wives tales are a thing. You just have to figure it out. You know. But that one seems strange to me. That one seems strange. to me. So I saw this yesterday uh, via social media, uh-huh. and people are pissed at the at, at the Indians, the tribe there. All right. And I don't get it. You had to see this coming. This was an issue last year at the ballparks, and um, they're just getting out ahead of it. And I don't understand why people are furious about this. They say the Cleveland Indians are going to expand the safety netting at Progressive Field for the 2018 season. They announced this uh, yesterday. The net will now extend from Section 164, which goes down the third baseline, Fantone, all the way over to Section 140 down the first baseline. See what essentially they're doing? They're wrapping it all the way around the backstop there. Yep. And they're going to go from first baseline to third baseline. You had to see this coming, right? They say, we remain committed to delivering the best experience for our fans at Progressive Field. That was Jim Folk, Indians Vice President of Ballpark Operations. All right. He says, safety is our number one priority, and these measures should balance that commitment to safety with the interactive nature of our game, something we know is also important to our fans, meaning sometimes the balls leave the park there. Right. MLB Commissioner Rob Manford said he was encouraged by the team's effort to expand netting at the ballpark the day after a girl was hit by a 105-mile-per-hour foul ball at Yankee Stadium in September. The Padres, Mariners, Rockies, and Reds quickly announced plans for more netting. 
This is them just protecting their brand, protecting yeah. their business. Yeah. I mean, what are, what are they going to do? Just be liable for every single time yeah, that I this happens? It. I mean, it's just a bad look for their company. So why wouldn't you be Sooner proactive about now, it? Now, I know that there's fine print on the back of a ticket that says if this happens, whatever, right. this and that. But sooner or later, and it's happened, where people were going to say, that's great. And there's a disclaimer. But... Is there more you could be doing to go along with that disclaimer? And they figured out, yes, there is. Yeah, you, 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 you've got a disclaimer on there, but you also have a five-year-old that just had her face caved in from a from a hundred mile per hour foul ball. So pointing to fine print necessarily right. feels oh, good. Yeah, I'll tell you, pointing to fine print, it, it's wait for everybody's favorite 2017 term, tone deaf, right? Now they say that they're going to incorporate some of the newest technology in netting available to you, so it does not upset the visual of the game. And I made that argument. In this season when they were talking about doing this, where it's like, I would admit that the visual of it sitting behind the net, like I hated sitting behind home plate. It's cool because you're sitting behind home plate. But once you get past two innings, you're like, this is miserable. Yeah, but those seats sell out all the time. So, you know right. what I mean? So, so like, baseball purists don't care. Right. So it's not it's not that much of an issue. Is is it is it a slightly obstructed view? Yeah, but those seats still sell out. So it's not like it's not like every other place in the in the stadium sold out, but everyone refuses to sit behind the netting behind home plate. Everyone's fine with it. Now there may be a very simple reason for this, and maybe I'm stupid. Oh, it's going to be wind and stuff like that. Because I was like, aren't you almost better with a see-through surface more like hockey? Like, I never, when I sit, like, when I sit on the ice at a hockey game, and I've done it a few times, NHL and both, like, minor league hockey. First of all, it makes the game so much better. It's awesome. But I never feel like, man, I can't see because of this piece of plexiglass in front of me. But that's because it's not outside in the elements, right? right. I would imagine that that's going to be the thing. And I would have to imagine now they got netting you can see through well enough. I just, I don't know. Are, are, is your priority of where you want to sit going to shift because of it? I don't know. Well, and I mean, if it does, luckily you've got the rest of Jacob's Field to kind of, kind of right. pick from there. Dude. I mean, <laughs> ballparks are big, and the biggest right. thing last year is that nobody was going anyway. So it's like, you know what I mean? How, how, and that was like the thing when I saw people being so mad about this shit. Like, you know, another thing lost to the side of the complainers. And it's like, no, dude, a girl died. Like, that's not a complainer. Something legitimately happened. I just, this doesn't upset me. A, I don't go to enough baseball games for it to like impact my life. A, and B, it's just a company getting out ahead of itself so they don't have to pay out money for something that, that doesn't need to happen at, at their event. I, I don't get the issue with that. We'll pass out some charge tickets to end the program. That'll be next on Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have some charge tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. And again, tomorrow we'll have another pair of 400 tickets for you as well. So somebody told me, going back to this flat earth thing, listen to this. Yeah. A flat earther once told a listener of ours that the South Pole actually rings the earth, and that's what keeps the water on it. He says here, I swear to God, that's what he said with a straight face. I'm not trying to make sense out of this anymore. It's, it's, dude, you're, you're trying to make sense out of Santa Claus. It's not real and it's not, it's not science. It's not the facts. So, like, whatever, dude. Like, I feel like I'm banging my head against a goddamn wall. You know, this guy wrote in and he was like, dude, as much as you hate trolling, you should do an entire show where you troll the audience, where you, like, play the role where you do this stuff. No, the problem is, dude, is that guys like me can be removed from our positions for saying crazy things. It's no longer, like, you used to just be allowed to do that. And it was like, well, yeah, he's just being nuts. But now people like bitch and like you get removed from your position and all that stuff. So I'm not doing that. But 
I uh, Plus, I just don't. There are guys who work on the radio who do not care if everybody in the area thinks they're an idiot. There's a guy who works in the region who's fantastic at letting people think he's an idiot. And there's an art form in that. I would not like that. I would not want that role. To be like the village dumbass on the program, that's not what I would want. I've never wanted that. So I, I, I couldn't get down with that. Today, the 76th Remembrance Day of Pearl Harbor. That event obviously taking place 1941 there. We have a, uh, we have a video compilation of uh, the radio industry uh, announcing to you that this was happening um, in the moment. And I, I've watched it like four or five times this morning. I can't stop watching it. And maybe it's my connection to radio. I don't know. But um, if you're a history person, Fantone and I both kind of dig history. And so like that kind of, you know what I mean? You know, maybe that's what it is. But that is one of those things you don't want to forget. You know what I mean? As we were talking about how, uh, at least I was er- a little bit earlier where, you know, the Internet, if it does anything for me, it just proves how terrible human beings are is because we should have like this great resource to make us, you know, smarter and more engaged and all this stuff. And all we do with it is spread hatred and pornography with it. And, like all that the Internet has done is prove that America, not just Americans, but human beings are just awful. They're just terrible. And um, so, you know, I don't know. As we continue to spread hatred and pornography. Not us. Uh, worth noting, August Ames, porn star, RIP, dude. Dead. Yeah, so we're going to get into this a little bit tomorrow on the program, August Ames, because apparently she had some things to say about working with gay actors. She got attacked online via Twitter, and then two days later took her life. And um, so I- I'm guessing we're going to start getting into the bullying online harassment conversations a little bit more over the death of a porn star. But August Ames, yeah, she was pretty hot, that, that, that woman. I don't know much about her, but um, it was apparently she had said some things where she did not want to work with men who had previously worked in gay films and uh, only wanted to work with, with you know, male actors who had been in straight films. And, you know, she felt a certain way about it and kind of, you know, said it publicly and, you know, had the thing. And people then attacked her for being, you know, know, a homophobe and all this other stuff. And, you know, her thing was like, nah, man, I just want to be selective about who I put in my body. And, you know, I'm not necessarily going to knock her for that. But, you know, it was like shortly after getting a bunch of like online hate, she decided to take her life. It's very reminiscent of what happened with Chester Bennington. People hated the album. He begged people online, stop making fun of the album. Next thing you know, he killed himself. And remember, people like were pissed at me because I had equated those two things together about that was maybe one of the contributing factors to Chester taking his life. I'm not going to be dumb enough to say it was the only thing, but it definitely played a contributing factor in it. It was definitely a role. It seems crazy. We do have some charge tickets we'll send you. Take caller 17 right now, 1-800-243-7625. Aside from that, we're done. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. You'll uh, catch Munch on Sports 7 o'clock on, uh, on the Stansberry Show. You guys have a great afternoon. See you. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.